it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. So, Chris, you are, just tell me briefly about this, this time that you had up in Durham. I couldn't make it, unfortunately, for the ODI the other week. But you had, like, basically a mini break, didn't you? It looked awesome. It was. It absolutely was awesome. It was like a mini tour. We all went away up to Durham for the ODI, and we played a round of golf and a game of cricket beforehand at Chester Street Golf Club and Chester Street Cricket Club. And then we had the ODI the day after. We, we all went up there, loads of fans up there, people there the day before for, for other things to, to go out and try some of the amazing local food and the farm shops and the farmers market. So there's, there's a lot of people in Durham over the, those couple of days and it was just a fantastic experience and a fantastic time to, to be in, in a, in a place up North that you don't often get to. However, it was about 25 degrees all week and it was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Couldn't recommend it highly enough, mate. The key that, isn't it, to a, to a good day out? I mean, being a bit of a foodie myself, as you know, with my portly <laughs> little figure, right? You've got all these places to go and eat and it's. It, I bet you're a bit spoiled for choice and, it, I mean, there's so much going on as well, isn't there? There's, like, not just Durham City Centre, but there's all the little villages and stuff as well with all the, you know, and the people are great as well, Chris, aren't they? I, did you get a nice warm welcome into Durham when you were up there? We did. We absolutely did. Very, very friendly place. Everyone says hello. Everyone wants to tell you where to get your hearty pub lunches or tempting tea rooms and even a cosy coffee shop around the corner that we're able to have breakfast in. So everything's on the menu in Durham from friendly people to beautiful food. Right. I'm just looking because you mentioned like these like little foodie events and stuff, right? So there's some that spring to mind. Well, not spring to mind because I've just been Googling them. So I'm not coming off with, uh, with these <laughs> off the top of my head. But there's the Siam Food Festival. Also, I'm getting massive FOMO because you had such a good day up there, right? So there's the Siam Food Festival. That's go- That's actually a stunning seaside spot. Um, and it's a two-day food festival. Oh, my word. August 7th and 8th. So not that far away. And then there's the Bishop Auckland Food Festival. And that's a little bit later on in the year, October 2nd and 3rd. And that's like a little market town, Bishop Auckland. So, Chris, do you recommend that I go up there for at least one of those two days and try and experience a bit of it? 
Absolutely. I think we should potentially do a little live podcast from one of the food festivals. What do you think? Oh, good idea. I like it. Right. We're going to get this sorted. We'll get it sorted. But remember, those two dates, CM Food Festival, Bishop Auckland Food Festival, we'll get them booked in. Is that a deal? It's a deal. See you there. See you there. Up the Durham. Welcome to the Shackles Are Off podcast and well we were going to put this podcast out last week and then due to a few different things happening we're now not and now we sit here and we should be reflecting on what was a brilliant crescendo to an amazing series within England romping to victory at the Old Trafford against the Indians and levelling the series at two apiece and actually we're not. And this is the Barmy Army podcast. It is The Shackles Are Off with me, James Gregg, Jack Brooks, the Somerset Seamer, Chris Millard from the Barmy Army, the MD. And Chris, you were everywhere last week because, well, two hours before that final test was set to take place at Old Trafford, the news came filtering through that the test was cancelled, not postponed, not delayed by a day or moved to the following week, but completely cancelled. And I can't. I don't really know where to begin with all this. And you, you've, you were on Talksport and Five Live, and there was pieces in all the papers. Not just you, but lots of people getting quite cross about it. Bottom line is, it was really, really crap for the Barmy Army. And um, just, I know you've had a chance to kind of reflect and potentially calm down a little bit. I don't know, but um, what are your thoughts, mate? Still furious, to be honest. I, I know it's. We've had a long time to think about it and a long time to consider what the reasons were. And I think as soon as they made the call, everyone who's in cricket, anyone who's involved in the game is aware that it was because of the IPL. And that, unfortunately, has massive warning lights in everyone's eyes who's a lover of test cricket and a lover of the traditional format of the game, thinking, well, the most powerful team in world cricket have basically thrown out an international game to go and see themselves right commercially. Now, I understand every player has to make the most, make hay while the sun shines. And of course, the IPL is a brilliant tournament and it's been so good for the game of cricket, opening the eyes to so many people. But it still doesn't get past the fact that they they abandoned the test game to make sure that they could get there for the IPL. Now, mm. I know people have said you can't throw stones, you shouldn't point fingers, but... It, the, the frank the, the the fact of the matter is that a physiotherapist had covid fair enough everyone tested negative but they still postponed the game completely unacceptable in my eyes and anyone who's involved with the game that i know has also felt the same way in, including people who were who were very close to the england camp and it's really disappointing to see that it's been allowed to happen and to be honest that the powers that be in the ECB have stood for it. I'm really disappointed that they didn't make more of a fuss about it. You know, my thoughts straight after I was very, very upset about it. Now, obviously from a commercial point of view as a business, we'd invested a lot into that test series being the last test match. It was a massive, massive day for us to make a, make a bit of money before the winter, before a tough winter with no 
Ashes happens, and for them to pull the plug, um, incredibly disappointing. But I just feel for Old Trafford as well, and all the other associate partners, and all the burger vans, the fellas that work the stalls, and fellas that sell the programs that make their their money off that. It's really really upsetting that it had to happen like that. But look, we move on, we crack on, and um, look forward to hopefully um, beating them whenever that game is rearranged. I don't think it's going to get rearranged at all, which would be a shame. And Brooksy, you know, don't expect you to kind of go down that route for obvious reasons. You know, you're still a professional cricketer, for goodness sake. But just from a cricketing perspective as well, it was just a bit of a shame because who knows? You know, we'll never know now, will we, I suppose? You know, Jimmy Anderson bowling on his own ground from his own end, for goodness sake, probably. India up against it. Who knew what to expect? You know, all the tested ed- ebbed and flowed beautifully, haven't they? So it's a bit of a shame that it's ended like that, that series. Oh, mate, yeah, it's mass- massively. It's just sort of pissed on Test cricket's chips a little bit. But I do feel for supporters and what Chris and, and everyone's had to sort of go through all the wasted money and all the stuff to organise in, in the background. It's shambles, really, isn't it? Um, you know, we've done pretty well in the last 18 months to only have... Obviously, the South Africa tour got cancelled for various reasons and it became pretty difficult for them to stay out there. But the English summer last year was managed really well, wasn't it? And this summer, it's probably not been quite as strict, so little things have, have crept into the environment. Um, one reason or another, this, this game hasn't gone ahead and it's a bit just really disappointing for the, for the end of the series and the end of an English test summer. Uh, like you said, Anderson at, at, at Old Trafford, England can win the series, but it was... Still set for a for a belting week, I'd imagine. And um, our little our little wager with with the Barmy Army fans, who's winning that? That Joe Root was was he going to win the the run scoring charts? I was winning that, by the way. Absolutely, I was. I was, I was, I was winning that. So obviously, it voids the whole competition, and we'll just forget about it. And, and <laughs> roll it over, roll it over. Well, um, didn't you have Stuart yeah. Broad and he got injured? So that was yeah. I see why you want that to happen, Brooks. So yeah, but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, and and Chris, to be fair, mate, I'll get off the fence a little bit on this because I just think absolutely horrendous. And there was clearly not factored. It was a rush decision, I reckon. If they'd have, if they'd have given themselves somehow, if they could have paused time to think about it and, and think about it for another two or three hours, I think they'd have probably, or gauged public opinion as well on it, I think they would never have made that decision. I think they've seen how pissed off people have got and they've, and they've realised they've made an absolutely honking decision. And... You know, you look at someone like Tom Harrison and the ECB and they've now got to mop up this mess with all this insurance money and is it going to be right and all that. And then the ICC have said they're not getting involved until, you know, they've got another 30 days. It's probably down to about 26 now at the time of recording. So we'll have to see what happens with that. So it's all very, very disappointing. And if, you know, if India have chosen the IPL over that, and I don't mean the Indian players, I mean the BCCI and, and whatnot, and they've chosen the IPL and, uh, over that final test match because of the potential of something uh, being awry with COVID tests or whatever. That's an absolute shocker. Really bad state of affairs. But What was good though, Greggy, what yeah. was good on this is the response from the cricket community, especially in the UK. Mm. It was so passionate and it was so heartfelt from so many people and, and it was powerful. It was it was making headlines front and back page of every paper. Okay, it was a negative story, 
But I hear people saying test cricket's dwindling, it's dying. It isn't. Not in the UK, it's not. It might be in other countries. And whenever teams play against England, it isn't dying because we travel there in our numbers. Yeah. And we create amazing tourism revenue and also a bit of a spectacle for the game. So it was really pleasant. It was quite nice to see the cricket community rally around for what they believe in and everyone stand up and, and have a voice. And, it, and long may that continue. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like you said, we'll move. We'll go again. We will go again. We'll go again. So there we go. Uh, we'll talk about this week's guest in just a moment. But first, Brooksy, finals day in a couple of days. Um, how are you feeling? I mean, look, it's always a great day. And, and players, I know, just absolutely love being a part of it. But you're there to get a result as well, aren't you? As well as entertain and soak up the atmosphere. It's going to be an absolute carnival as well, especially with... You know, no fans or anything and, and nothing happening last year on that front. It's going to be doubly as good, I'd imagine. Can't wait, mate. I'm barred up for it. It's, um, I've been a, so I think, two or three times with um, with counties I've played for before who have been there, but I haven't been in the playing squad. So I've ended up just being sat in the stands, supping all day and don't really remember it anyway. Um, <laughs> great to be there as, as part of the playing squad. We're in the first semi-final, so all being well, we'll have a cracking day. If, we, if you lose the first semi, it ends up being a rubbish day. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Somerset boys bringing all the noise. We're, we're going there confident. We've had a really crap couple of weeks in the championship. So all our eggs are in this basket now. And yeah, we're ready to go. There's going to be four cracking teams there. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. I think it might be a bit of rain around, which is shambles. But mm. um, yeah, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for it, to be honest. And also you're going to feature, presumably, being the new white ball specialist that you are. So... Um, yeah, hope you hope your body's rested up, mate. Oh, Craig Overton's back in the squad as well. So we've, we've just got, um, I think we're at full strength other than um, no Devon Conway, obviously. So um, yeah, we'll um, hopefully I'll get I'll get the nod for starting 11. But if not, still got to get the job done, haven't we? Love Off to see Brooksy. it. Right. This week's guest, Danny Wyatt. Now we recorded this interview. I, I realised this when we were, sort of doing a mini intro for last week before we kind of canned it. In fact, you you lads absolutely panned me on that. So I'm quite glad that we're putting that to one side. So well done. Uh, well, well done, uh, India. Um, but yes, um, I've got to say she was really good. It was just before the 100. I think it might have been after the opening night of the 100, wasn't it? And she is like a star of the women's game and that shorter format stuff. She absolutely whacks it. So, but she she's been around years, Brooks, hasn't she? And she's only thirty, I think she said. Um, it was yeah. ages ago since we recorded it, but she's been around a, a long time. And in, the women's game needs needs people like that because she is a bit of a character. It took us a while to kind of tease it out of her, but she's 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 got a bit about her, hasn't she? And she's a fully fledged professional cricketer. Yeah, no, she's cracking girl, cracking player. Gives it a good thump, doesn't she, at the top of the order? She's one of um, sort of the box office, box office? I can't speak now. She's yeah. Um, yeah, definitely one of the box office women's players, especially in the England side. Um, and she's part of the reason why, I think it was the Southern Brave she plays for, why they had a good tournament. Um, and she, yeah, she's, she's a big personality as well, so it's good to talk to her. I've known her for years now, I think when she was about maybe 18 or 19 when I first first met her, when she was just sort of making her way in the, in the women's game. Um, but yeah, it's She's still really quite young, um, so she's got plenty more years left in her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't seem to suggest that, though, did she? But, you know, anyway. Well, well, you can hear it for yourself in a minute when you listen to the pod. Um, Chris, any more final closing thoughts before we go? I've seen 
Wyatt and Brooks Barmy travel tours in the future. I think they make a great partnership. Good travel team. <laughs> you just is that all you've got to add? Just, just run a tour, aren't you, Miller? Job. I think we've had about forty people come on, and they're all going to run a tour at some point. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine, imagine how many amazing ex cricketers would be would would work for me. It'd be unbelievable. <laughs> make it happen, job, mate. You'll be redundant. Go on, Jimmy. Go and go and look after Doreen. She needs to find her hotel room. Yeah, Cookie, will you give Jimmy a hand? Have you got the t- have you got the tickets or, or oh no, you'll have to be in your room, Jimmy. What you like? Every, every, that's what I'm realizing. What this podcast is, Brooksy. It's not you know, it's not an open forum to hear some of the best names in the game. It's actually basically just Millard sourcing people to run parts of the tour for Barmy Travel. It's taken you three years. And probably 45 episodes <laughs> to work that out. Well done, More, mate. we're 50-odd now, mate. Come on, get with the programme. Every, every, every interview is also a job interview, so they don't know that. But <laughs> We're all um, on that. We're all a little bit nostalgic this morning, is it? Sort of, our, what, is it our anniversary of our friendship between the three of us? Yeah. yeah. The, the first spark. <laughs> What's happened with this? Did we come up on your Facebook, Chris, then, this morning? Some picture Did, of us yeah. and some night out in Leeds seven years ago. An unknown England senior player put on his Facebook seven years ago a picture of the three of us <laughs> and uh, Mr. Jack Brooks lurking in the background. <laughs> Love to see it. And the remarkable thing about that, Brooksy, is that you pointed out is it was seven years ago. And how old were you? Oh, in my late 20s, I think I was. <laughs> were, you, were you? You sure? Late 20s plus one. <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, I think I was like... 30 or so, which when you guys were still at uni back then, I was giving it a good nudge at 30. Love that. Brilliant. That was your glory years as well. It was like championship winning seasons and stuff, wasn't it, at Yorkshire? Love it. It must have been, yeah. It was just, um, yeah, when you win a game midweek, you got to go out, haven't you? And if it's a student night, it's a student night. What was the name of that venue? It was called Halo. The converted church, wasn't it? It was unbelievable. Where dreams were made. It was. And also... shattered. And I won't name, but it was, there was a couple of members of your squad who professed because it was in a converted church that they went so often that they had the nickname the Reverend, <laughs> which I love, love it. Confessed uh, a few sins that night, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I think we'll wrap this little introduction to the Danny White podcast up now because otherwise the we're biggest digress up. of all time. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to end up we're going to end up revealing all sorts. I'm not sure people really want to hear it. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. By the way, we're not far off. I'm not checked properly. We're not far off a million downloads. So as a listener, I think that what you should do is, is just tell a couple of mates, pass the pod, tell a couple of mates from the cricket club or if you have know somebody who's got a passing interest in cricket and they want to hear something, just tell them to give it a listen. Any episode, we've got a massive back catalogue now, some great names, as I'm sure you'll have seen. And to our loyal listeners, thanks for sticking with us all this time. But yeah, do that. Do us a little favour. And if we get to a million downloads, well, you get nothing out of it. Just us talking about it next week. But thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for sharing. And enjoy Danny Wyatt on the Shackles Are Off podcast.
Awesome. Um, Danny, we start off with all our guests on this pod, basically just asking and just trying to get a feel for what it was like when you started cricket. Was it back garden with the parents and family or what was it for you? How did you get into it? Um, so my older brother, Ryan, used to play um, and he literally dragged me to a net session at my local club, um, Whitmore, and it just went from there. I think I was the natural, I bowled and then bat a little bit. Um, and then one of the lads was actually injured for a cup final, and that was my first ever game of cricket playing in the final with all the boys. And Seriously? they were like, oh, they've got a girl playing, they're going to be Robbie. And I had, I probably had that comment up until I made it really that there was a girl playing, there's a woman playing, they're going to be rubbish. But is that right? So, so, so um, did you play quite a lot of like boys' cricket and men's cricket? Did you play like, you know, on a Saturday and stuff for the, yeah. for the lads and stuff? Yeah, yeah, I did. I still do actually when I can when available. Um, yeah. yeah, I love the I love the banter in the men's game. <laughs> it's a bit different to the women's game. No one says anything in women's cricket. <laughs> Just you chirping up. Is that because everyone's too nice in the women's game? Yeah, no, it... we actually spoke about this. So we've got Alfonso Thomas with us. He's our assistant coach, and he was saying, "I wish you girls would be nasty on the pitch." But <laughs> I don't know what it is. We're just all too nice. But I think it's because we play so much cricket together. Like the women's circle is so much smaller than the men. So Alfonso was saying that he wishes we were um, a bit more nastier on the pitch. He thinks we're way too nice. And he was telling me some stories of his days on the pitch. don't know if Brooks he's come across him, but he sounds like he was a right idiot on the pitch. Um, <laughs> But I think it's because the the women's the women's circles a lot smaller than the men's, and I think we all know each other really well. And I don't know, maybe it'll change in the next couple of years or whatever. Yeah, it's one of those any... things that might evolve the game a little bit. You never know because the men have a small circle. I mean, there's slightly more men's players, but it doesn't mm -hmm. stop some people gaming like idiots on field. Really, mate, you guys have a lot more testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, That's true. That is a fact. Did he yeah. give you any chat to uh, dish out then, or was he just telling you you've got to be nastier? Did he give you any sledges? No, he t he did tell me some stories though, but I can't repeat on here. But um, uh, yeah, we'll get him on. We'll get him on this show. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, chuck him, chuck him a few quid as well just to get the stories out. And um, what was it? What was it like? You know, like I'm trying to sort of put myself. Like we, I played sort of junior cricket. Chris has played, still plays club cricket on Saturday. Brooks, he's obviously played club cricket, county cricket. What was what's it what's it like the pathway like? So obviously you're playing like boys cricket, like men men and stuff on a Saturday. You're playing a little bit yeah. for the girls and all that. What's the setup like? What's the pathway? Because I take it you played for, you know, presumably like staffs or or, or not girls maybe. I, I'm, I'm guessing. I've done you your research. You have. Well, I know you're from Stoke, so that's the only reason I said Staffordshire. But I'm guessing that you know naturally, if you want to get into a proper setup of knots, or I've got yeah. no idea. Um, yeah, so I played for Staffordshire on the 13s when I was like 11 and got 300s in a row. And that's when I first got spotted. Um, and I got invited to the Derbyshire Academy with the boys. Um, and they had the likes of like Alex Hughes, Ross Whiteley, um, yeah, and a few other lads that are still playing county cricket now. And yeah, that was looking back now, I don't know how I did it. It was just such hard work and had the lads bowling 70 plus miles an hour at me in the nets um, three times a week, which was horrible at the time. I got hit a few times, but 
it made me learn quicker. It made me a lot tougher as a as a cricketer and as a person. Um, and I owe a lot to the Derbyshire Academy and the Staffordshire Academy as well. Um, yeah, they were tough times, but they made me a lot better as a as a cricketer for sure. Definitely. And you know, you've been around. You've been a professional. You've been playing for England for ten years now. <laughs> ten years. Does that make you feel a bit old? By the way, when I say that. Yeah, I was picking <laughs> out some grey hairs early, and I was like. I'm getting old. <laughs> I, can't I'm 30 30 now. I can't believe you're 30. It's yeah, ridiculous. I'm 30. You, how old are you, Brooksy? 500. Not much older. <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna say, I think me and you are similar age, aren't we? 37. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we all get old. <laughs> yeah, I do feel, I still feel very young, though, um, as a person and as a cricketer. I don't know. Like, Obviously, uh, you you know what you want to do in, in training. You know what works for you and what works best for you to to perform. And yeah, it's a weird it's a weird game looking back. You know, thinking about all the things that coaches used to say and all of the things you used to listen to. But then, as you get older, you start to think, do you know what you know yourself better than anyone, and just do what works for you, kind of and listen yeah. to what you want to and just go ahead and back yourself and do it are you a played, senior played? voice in the changing room now england changing room am i what sorry are you like a senior voice in the england changing room now um i'm a senior player but i don't really say much in meetings just that i'm just there for the bounce <laughs> <laughs> wow she's played 200 games for england nearly and she's like saying i'm just there for the bounce <laughs> I mean, I do, I do pass on some advice to to Heather Knight, the captain, but I don't think she listens to me. <laughs> I love that. I mean, how how much have you enjoyed that kind of journey there? I mean, ten years playing for England. I mean, you, you you've been so many places. Like you'll have had tours and stuff and like matches that actually you won't remember until people actually bring up, will you? You'll have that kind of experience. You've been all over the place. Winning the World Cup, for goodness sake, at Lords. I mean, that's probably your highlight, I'm guessing. You've probably got a different highlight. but this... I, didn't actually, I didn't actually play in the last three games of the World Cup. I was averaging 40-odd and I got dropped, um, mm. which Great I was so. disappointed about. But mm. team game and I carried the drinks really well and made sure the girls were hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> you played your part and you got a medal. Yeah, so. I played, played my part and celebrated hard after the final. Um, but yeah, that's definitely up there I've won a couple of Ashes series as well and the T20 hundreds personally were um pretty special um but yeah looking back at all the places I've toured I never remember all the cricket bits it's always the memories off the pitch that I remember the most and sounds like you need to come uh, away with a bar army army Danny sounds, yeah that's sound, what's going so about cricket you travel the world with your mates and you make memories with your family and your friends and that's what it's all about and you work hard in training go out there and try and perform at your best and just chill and yeah do what you enjoy and as soon as i stop enjoying it then i'll hang up my boots that's interesting that's plenty interesting. more left in you dad you'll be around for years yeah yeah <laughs> got another 10 years left you danny I'm telling you oh, um, saying this but i don't know we'll see Come on, come on. I mean, all the franchise stuff, that's nice as well, isn't it? Because I know oh, yeah. you've been to, 
You lived on Australia. Did you do Australia as like a kid or when you like just started and coming through? Or was uh, it only when you yeah, turned pro? I, you've definitely done your research. Um, <laughs> I I genuinely, to, I'm going to know that. Come on. I went over to Melbourne and played for Victoria when I was about 20, 21. Right. I, I probably, I think I went to Oz like every winter from then. Um, last year, I pulled out of the big bash because of the bubble. So that was like the mm. first year I missed it. Um. But yeah, any opportunities like that, I'm always like, yeah, straight away. I think, you know, touring Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, the Caribbean, that's what being a cricket is all about. And hopefully there's many more to come. Where's your favourite, by the way? Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you're not going to say India. Nobody ever says India on this podcast. No, like, I literally nobody. love India and Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka's great. I get Sri Lanka, but India I mean, nobody says India. They just can't do enough for you out there. Like they just treat me like a queen, and all the girls like queens. Just so makes you feel so nice. Um, but it's, oh, I don't know. Probably Australia. I love Oz. Um, do you get Do you get the abuse that the England lads get? Did you get Do you feel similar <laughs> abuse off the Australian cricket fans, or or do they do they seem a bit nicer? No, not the fans. Probably more more the players who I play with on my team <laughs> who play. <laughs> Who played for Australia? They all take yeah. the mick out of me. I think it's just typical Aussie. They think they're funny and they're not. And they're not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said. Uh, yeah, like they kind of fit in around the group and then they just target the palm. But it's not funny. No, not great, that is it. Not no. great. But that's, that's added a bit of an extra dimension, though, hasn't it? Like, you know, extra stuff for you to play in and touring and stuff. You talk about, like, touring and visiting places. Mm-hmm. Those franchises for the women's actually awesome, isn't it? Because it means yeah. that there's more more scope for that. You don't have to be in the England setup to go and get a taste of that. Yeah, and, like, I've been I've been lucky enough to play in the women's IPL Challenge as well the last few years, and that's been amazing to be a part of that. Um, and, like, the big bash you've got. The 100 here now, you've got T20 leagues all over the world, which for me, I, I look back now and I learned so much about myself as a person and a creator playing in those tournaments and playing with and against the best players in the world is how you're going to how you're gonna learn the quickest and the best. So, um, yeah, I always tell the young girls coming through that you, you must go out and play cricket abroad. It's just so much fun and you do learn a lot about yourself. What's the best franchise tournament that you've played in then? Is, is the Big Bash the, the favourite of yours? Or? Yeah, Big Bash, all the IPL. But I don't know, they're all just so different. Um, I just love travelling and getting away from England in the winter, just trying to escape the cold weather. Absolutely. Amen. It's the best part, yeah, of the, yeah. best part of the job for me is getting away and chasing yeah. the sun somewhere else. Yeah, Brooks, you know, you've been everywhere, haven't you? Um, yeah, I've done a few trips, a few trips around the world. <laughs> so, yeah. A few Lions tours, Brooksy, etc. Roomed with some so legends. Done now. So my time's done with all that now, just to oh, sum yeah, up. Brooks, my... Legend. Thank you. Very kind. <laughs> yeah, it gets high praise, this Brooksy. Love it. Um, right, nicknames, Danny. Let's talk nicknames. We always ask about nicknames and stuff. Give us some nicknames. What's your nickname? And also give us some insight into some of the other girls from the dressing room, their nicknames. You can properly go hard. And you don't have to tell us why either, because then when we get them on, we can then ask them why that is. So you can put them on the spot. So hit us with a few. Come on. In fact, you know what? I'll take a note. I can't tell you what. I've only, I've only got one nickname, but I don't have it anymore. 
Right. Um, Come on, you've got to elaborate. Cliff, what, what was, what, that, isn't it? What was it? I won't tell you the full story, but Brooks, you might even know. Um, I used to be called Waggy because the girls used to say I was a wannabe wag. Wow. <laughs> ah. That's that. Anyway. Right. Um, Moving on. Yeah, I don't have any more nicknames. Well, for right. me. Uh, okay, girl... come on. There's got to be loads in the dressing room, especially ones that like have a bit of a story behind them. Come on. Okay, Catherine Brunt's nickname is Nonny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> story. It was something to do with some nuns at a church and something about a fire alarm. Wow. <laughs> We're going to have to get Catherine Sounds Brunt on. Sounds a good one, this. Sounds a good I don't even know. Something like that. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Heather Knight's called Trev, Heather, Trevor, that's boring. Sophie <laughs> <laughs> Eccleston's called Eccle, Sophie Eccleston. <laughs> right, yeah, nice. Um, don't Are you writing these down, Greggy? Yeah, too right, I am. Too right. <laughs> uh, when we get Heather on, we can like, why, why do they call you Trevor? Going back to the sledging thing, like, Brunty would be good at that. She always comes across quite angry on field. Sorry. I'm just texting um, Sophia Dunkley and telling her to collect my nan. Um, <laughs> who, else, who else plays for um, England? Who, what's the batting order? Oh, Tammy Bergman. She doesn't have a nickname. Why does she not have a nickname? That's that's rubbish. Tammy. Yeah, I know. Tilly. Oh, <laughs> I call Tammy Tampon because... Well, right. Yeah. Tammy. Tam. <laughs> tampon. Seems reasonable. Um... What about Siva? What about Natalie? Nat Siva. She doesn't have a nickname. She's too posh for a nickname. <laughs> We've had Sam Billings on. He's got loads of nicknames. Women are yeah. just too nice, aren't they? they the men are brutal. Men are brutal to each other. Um, yeah, she's Nat's from Cobham. She's very posh. Ah, interesting. Um, Sarah Glenn, Glenda. <laughs> I think that's, that's about it. Fair enough, too, well, we have to work. On, we have to work on some of them. Yeah, we'll have to work on some of those, Danny. We'll have to work on. Right, let's talk um, hundred top franchise stuff. We're recording this the day after the uh, curtain raiser last night. I'm guessing that you watched it. You're obviously in knots pre preparing to play for Southern Brave against Trent Rockets. Mm -hmm. Did you love watching it? Because it was awesome, wasn't it? Are you looking forward to it? You're nervous. I mean, by the time we put this out, we'll probably know what's happened in your opening <laughs> game. So, so you might want to just, uh, you know, play it cool. But I don't know. Yeah, well, battered, Danny. You got. You yeah, get, well I think you're going to get runs. Amazing to get a hundred in a hundred balls. Oh, oh, that'd be amazing. Um, yeah, I did watch uh, the first innings, and yeah, I, I don't know. I was just um, so happy with how it went. Like the first. 10 balls were a bit nervy, like the girls were misfielding the balls. I was like, oh no, come on. Like, Ismail's one of the best fielders in the world and she like missed the ball. I was like, oh no, this is not good. But after that first 10 balls, um, yeah, I thought the girls did really well. I think there's a few nerves around, obviously. But uh, the end of the game, which I watched in my hotel room at the Hilton in Southampton, um, the end of the game was really fun to watch and I was really happy for Maddie, fellow England teammate who hit fellow England teammate Sophie Axton for six. So I'm really happy for her and 
um it was great to see the crowd like it looked like it was great atmosphere yeah mm. looks amazing uh, with becky hill performing as well at half time saw her performance and um yeah it was just so good to see the match go so well and um yeah really excited to play on saturday and yeah, obviously a few nerves around, but really excited as well. Like Who this, have you got, Danny, musically? needed, and this is going to be good for the women's game as well. Absolutely. Who's the um, BBC introducing artist on Saturday for you? What did you say? Sorry, the signal is... I was just rubbish. saying, who is the BBC introducing artist on stage in your game on Saturday? Do you know? No idea. Oh, <laughs> no idea. It's a really good act, to be fair. No. We'll have You're a, a bit of a music well, man, though, Chris. It's no Becky Hill, though. I wish she was at our game. She might reappear. You need to get to the final. You get to the final, she'll be there. Oh, is she at the final as well? Didn't I, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> We're just making it up. We'll make that Rihanna, happen. Rihanna's coming to the final, I've heard. <laughs> okay, Seriously? Mary, Rihanna? Yeah, Rihanna and uh, Beyonce. <laughs> that was half believable because Rihanna's into cricket until Beyonce thought, does she... Now, come on. Come on. Um, what was I going to say? What about your... Um, what about the crisps? Who have you got crisps? Who are you pom-poms? Is it Southern Brave? <laughs> We've got pom bears. Pom bears, that's it. Pom I've bears. got a live supply of pom bears, which are my favourite crisps. That's why I signed for Southern Brave because they are. Is that a live supply? Is that right? You actually get a live supply? No, I've not. Probably seen... a joke. Man. You know what? I've been here the last four days. I've not seen one packet of pom bears. I'm livid. Wow, really? Well, that'd be part of I'd leave a few on your pillow when you got to your room. I know. Yeah. I checked in. I had a room facing. Out the other side into the trees and no pom bears, so. Oh, good start. <laughs> the glamour, the glamour of the hundreds. Yeah, so. It will be, it will be good though, won't it? I mean, it will actually be awesome. Terrestrial telly and stuff as well. Oh yeah, it's class that they're on BBC. Like I've had my uncle Billy that obviously I've known for thirty years, and he's never watched me play until it was on BBC Two last week. So. It's good that um, different people can finally watch me play now. We've got games on BBC Two, free on free to air TV. But nice. Um, yeah, the other day when I got runs against India, I had so many messages um, saying that they watched it, and then I found out it was on BBC, and that's why. Yeah, yeah. it was a great watch as well. And then, great game. Gonna make such a big difference for cricket in general. Young boys and girls getting into it. Mm, I think it will. It's like 10 times the amount of people watch on BBC, don't they? To Sky. Yeah, I saw BBC put on that there was 1.6 million watching the women's game last yeah. night. So that's good. That's awesome. Um, I've got a 10-year-old niece who um, said to me a month or two ago, mm. she's really into sport and plays a little bit of cricket. She said, I didn't even realise you could be a professional cricketer as a girl. So oh, she's, buzzing, yeah. she's buzzing now because she thinks she can be a professional cricketer at some point. Yeah, tell her she gets a free car as well. She plays for England off Cinch. Really? Nice. That's oh, good. She might have to wait a few years yet, but yeah, I'll let her know. <laughs> so what are you driving around in then? Nice Ferrari or? No, it's a... Um, I'm not even going to say actually. <laughs> oh, come on, Danny. <laughs> I'm surprised you've not seen them all flying around the country. 
I've done nearly 10,000 miles in two and a half months. Wow. Jeez. You get lost a few times, have you? No, but it's a big, massive Ford Cougar. Oh, (laughs) yes. That's good. Well done, Sin. Purple branding all over the side, all over the boot. That's what's it say? Danny Wyatt, England's number one on the top. No, it says Synth cars without the faff. <laughs> Walking advert. I like it. Synth do not sponsor this podcast for the listeners. However, they might do in the future. Yeah, they get some right coverage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm surprised you've not, you must have seen these Synth cars around. Yeah, the yeah, I have. I yeah. must admit, I have seen a few yeah. knocking about. Yeah, especially for loitering around cricket grounds like we do. Uh, it's funny because the the hundred sponsored by Kazoo and I'll be yeah. in my cinch. So it'd be interesting to see if they let me in. <laughs> yeah, you have to park outside. You have to walk in with your kit. <laughs> and I've got no accreditation either. So if you see that I'm not in the lineup on Saturday, you know why? What is Kazoo outside? I've got no accreditation and I'm in a cinch car. <laughs> There's no chance you're getting into Trent Bridges on Saturday. Uh, I'll be in the pub having a vodka. <laughs> I'll make for a good story. What's it called, that pub at Trent Bridge? It's actually quite good, isn't it? What's it? Yeah, Marwood Fosh. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? I might book a table just in case. Get <laughs> yeah, in, Give Harry, Harry Gurney a, a call. Yeah, do it. <laughs> bring, uh, bring Phil Taylor down. He makes them, aren't you? Yeah, good old Phil. You'll have to get him on the podcast. He loves his women's cricket. That is not, are all your Stoke... Are all your, I mean, Chris thinks that's the coolest thing in the world. Is that... I like, know. are all you Stokies just pals with each other? You know, is Robbie Williams one of your pals as well? Oh, Robbie Williams left me a me- video message for my 100th England cap. Um, I've never met him, but I, I know his dad, Pete, very well. He lives yeah. down the road and he... He comes to watch me play a few times. But Robbie, he's, for some weird reason, he's left Stoke and he's gone to live in LA. Oh, strange yeah. reason. Is, um, is Pete a bit of a character? He's, he's This is the second time he's cropped up on the podcast. Um, Bumble was on about him to us, wasn't he? I was trying to think yeah. he was on about him. Bumble yeah, was telling him. He's a bit of a character. He's just a massive cricket fan. He's at home watch his cricket and darts because he's, he's best mates with Phil Taylor. Or um, Stokies, we... We... Mad. When did yeah, you and Phil? Right. Did you know Phil before you were a women's uh, international cricketer? Or no. So I met Phil at a sports awards in Stoke. Um, <laughs> best sports awards going around. And um, <laughs> my dad, my dad owns his own embroidery and print business. And I don't even know how my dad got chatting to him. But next minute, my dad's doing all of Phil's merchandise for him. No way. So, yeah, from then, Phil used to come round and have dinner with us and we used to go around there and go watch him play darts and it's a good night, like a proper good night. Um, yeah, and he still he still does exhibitions now and he gives me the odd message. He's like, oh, good luck tonight. He doesn't really know what he's watching, I don't think. But... <laughs> That's a legend. There's the end, boys, so we'll that. Booking, booking in on Saturday night at Larwood and Vos. Table yeah, for two, probably. please. Feel the power. <laughs> bet he can drink. Yeah, I bet he can, actually. Can he drink, Danny? Uh, Yeah, but every time I see him, he says he's not drinking. 
but then <laughs> I don't believe. Oh, come him. on, no, professional darts player. He always says he's trying to eat Alfie. Oh, no. Is he? Uh, don't want to do that. Ruin his image. Yeah, because I don't know. He tells me he's not drinking beer, but then he was out with my older brother the other week, and Ryan, my older brother, said he was drinking. I was like, okay. Yeah, so, he don't want to. He's got to keep his physique intact, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> What's your plans for the rest of the year after the hundred? Because everything's a little bit up in the air, isn't it? With bits just scheduling all that England and stuff. Fingers crossed. Um, everything's going ahead. We've got. New Zealand coming over for three T20s and three ODIs straight after the 100. We've got like 10 days off. Um, and then I think we'll be safe living for those 10 days, though. I think a few of the girls have asked if we can go abroad. Nice. And they've come back and said, um, don't think so. So, yeah, it's pretty tough times with COVID at the minute, but just got to grind it out and hopefully it'll change in the next 12 months or so. But we've got uh, yeah, the New Zealand series, and then we go to Pakistan to play Pakistan. We've never toured there before, um, and the men are out there as well, so we're going with them on a chart of plane and all of that jazz. At least we'll stay in a nice hotel. Beautiful. Um, and then we've got the Ashes and the World Cup in Australia and New Zealand in the winter. Yeah, <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, we've got loads of create, And then we've got the Commonwealth Games next year as well. Next oh, summer. yeah. That'll be good. That'll Birmingham, be awesome. isn't it? Where's that? Yeah, Birmingham. Birmingham, Birmingham oh. yeah, at Edgebaston. Nice. That, that'll be quality, actually. Yeah, that'll that be was awesome. good. It's a long way away, though. I'm not thinking about that yet. No, no. It'll always between now and then. Well, good luck with it all between now and then. Sorry. Go well. Um, and thanks for thanks for coming on from your hotel room. Enjoy, enjoy your Nando's. Hopefully, it's not too cold. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be cold now. Donks just text oh. saying it to you. Ah, uh, sorry, sorry. Oh, it's mine. Well, um, well hummus. Is, have you ordered hummus? Uh, no, I've gone for half a chicken, hot. I love spice. Nice. With some creamy mash, broccoli, and garlic bread. Oh, that's good. That's, I was going to say, that's an insight into the athletes and the Athletes diet, yeah, I love it. I sit in the team room and watch the 100 match. Oh, it's already on, 20 minutes in now. Yeah, yeah, will be done. Be done with them 100 balls. Yeah, be done now. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Danny. Thanks so much for coming on. Go well for the rest of the year. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. And no. I'll see you all soon in the crowd. I'll come and join you. Come and Do join it. the Barmy Army, Danny. I'd You're welcome anytime. I'd love to. Love to have you Do involved. Okay, nice one. Well. Good luck. See you later. Take it easy. See you later. Podcast Network.